You're listening to the Seek First podcast for students with Stephanie Akiyama and Kurt Petersheim. Hey guys. What's up? Yes. Welcome back Welcome to the to Seek, the First, Seek student First podcast. Yes. Um, excited to be here. Yeah. Thank you all for listening whenever it is that you are currently listening. Mm. Um, it's kind of funny to think like somebody, you might be listening and it might be like three years from now. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, might be a whole different future. president. There might be a whole different yeah. things going on. Like, what's happening? But the word in your of God world? will still stand oh. right then. You bring still it, can seek first. Bring it back. Yeah. Like, you might be listening in a world where, like, the apocalypse has already happened. <laughs> and it's just like raids of yeah. cannibals, flying cars, country stuff. Yeah, or like a better future <laughs> yeah. than what I'm talking about. Like the about. Jetsons. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're thinking like like Max. What is the Thunderdome thing or what? Mad Max. That's <laughs> yeah. what you're thinking. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Jetsons. I'm very pessimistic in my view. <laughs> and I'm of the optimistic. <laughs> um, or you might be listening in like three days from yes. when we're recording. Yes. Who knows? Anyway, thank y'all for listening today. Um, uh, today, and, and we've kind of hit on this subject before of just going through trials and yeah. suffering, difficult things. Um, and uh, we, we, I know last year we talked about this a little bit, um, but we wanted to come back to this just because it is a question that um, I've gotten so many times just throughout my ministry from yeah. various students and and just others as well. Just about like you know why does God allow certain things to happen? If God is all good and He's all powerful, why wouldn't He stop suffering from happening or bad yeah. things from happening? Um, it's just such, and it's probably it, I would I would venture to say it is the most common prevalent question about the existence even of God or whether or not he's really who we think he is, right? Just about right. like, I, th- I think suffering kind of brings up that more than anything else for people. Just like, and sometimes it can really hard. derail yeah, folks from right. their faith. Like people can have a strong faith and if something enters their life yeah. that is suff- that is doesn't line up with who they consider yeah. God to be, right? Then it derails that. That's and exactly it, and it can right. Be very difficult. Yeah, um, which is understandable, and, and so that's why we want to do this. Is just mm-hmm. to keep having that conversation, and and hopefully, um, as you're listening, if you are someone, and I would guess that you are, who has gone through something difficult, right? Um, i.e. if you're a human right? Um, and <laughs> yes. you've gone through something difficult. And we don't mean to make light of that, but that is true. I mean, we're yes. just hard things happen, right? Yeah. And we know that. So, and and whether or not you would say you've gone through really, really crazy, terrible things or not, um, we know that life is hard mm-hmm. and we all are going to go through trials. So we want to talk about this just because as we seek first the kingdom of God, I mean, at, part of that is understanding that we're going to walk through valleys. Right. We're going to have great times in life and we're going to have hard times in life. And how do we as Christians who are seeking the Lord first in all things, how do we navigate that? And how do we think rightly, I think, is is maybe even a good way to frame it today. Just how do we think rightly about suffering, about trials, yeah. about difficult things that may come, whether they're sort of self-inflicted or inflicted by others onto right. us. Um, yeah, the answer is the same. Or inflicted by no person, but right. just even natural disaster. That's the, exactly just the right. hardness of the world. Right. I mean, right. the world's hard. Yeah, we live in a fallen world. 
We do. Um, so what we're, we're actually going to, in just a minute, we're going to listen to a testimony from a good friend, Joy Martin. Yeah. Um, a lot of you know Joy that are listening. And if you don't know Joy, Joy is, um, she's a former student here at East Ridge. Um, no longer. She is a, she's a young adult now. And, um, but she has such an awesome, just one, just an awesome heart for the Lord mm-hmm. and, and for his kingdom. Um, she is someone that I would definitely say, man, she seeks the kingdom first. Yes. Um, and, and has gone through her fair share of difficult things. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but before we do that, um, Stephanie, I know you had a couple just good quotes there that just to kind of lead us into our thinking about suffering and why just as people who follow Jesus, we can almost even say like we can embrace the difficult things in this world yeah um as as not always things that are just terrible for us but even things that are good for us right um so anyway right so that on the other side of it we we still see god and we still right. see his love and his faithfulness yeah. and his care for us um even when things are hard i love this quote it's a guy named jerry sitzer who wrote uh, a grace Disguised, and it's taught his his whole book is talking about loss and pain and suffering. And here's mm-hmm. what here's what he says about catastrophic loss will transform us or destroy us, but it'll never leave us the same. It is not therefore true that we become less through loss, unless we allow that loss to make us less, yeah. grinding our soul down until there's nothing left. Loss can also make us more. And he says, I did not get over the loss of my loved ones. Rather, I absorbed the loss into my life until it became a part of who I am. Sorrow took up permanent residence in my soul and enlarged it. And I love this part where he says, the soul is elastic like a balloon. It can grow large through suffering. And we just, Kurt and I were even talking about folks that we know who have suffered greatly and how much more, I can stop there, how much more they are. They, they are more right. compassionate. They are more empathetic. They are more, um, what's the word that we used? They, they, durable. Durable, yeah. yes. Able to, Things don't shake them yeah. easily um, because they've been through more it. More humble. Yes. Yeah. And they're able to offer that grace to others right. who are going through it. There's that, that scripture and now I'm not going to be able to find it, but we are comforted. We comfort others with the comfort with which we have been comforted, you know, in second yeah. Corinthians, it's, right. it says comfort a bajillion times, but it's because <laughs> it's making yeah. a point. Like we go through things and we're comforted. Yeah. And there, and then we get to comfort others with that same comfort. Yeah. And it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, that's part of my story. I certainly have not suffered like many have. Um, but the suffering that I have experienced, I would, I, I look back on my own life and would say, I'm better for it as much as suffering is so hard and you don't yeah. want to have to go through certain things. Um, if we would allow, and I think that's the heart of that quote, if we would submit the suffering to the Lord yeah. and walk with him through it, let him walk with us through it. We see his goodness in that. We talked about his goodness last week. Just we see him work and we see him change us in a beautiful way to make us better people, better human beings. Yes, we are more human. Absolutely. There's things that we learn through suffering that we just can't learn other ways. Right. Um, And so anyway, let's jump to Joy. We're going to, we're going to listen to this clip from Joy. She sent, she sent us in an an audio clip. It is a little bit quiet. um, So we're going to bump the audio as best we can on it. And then, you know, maybe just turn your, turn your speaker up there (laughs) if you're listening. Um, 
but it's just, uh, you, I, I hope as you listen, you're going to hear her heart um, in this. She, she's just going to share with us um, more recently in her life. Now, she's she's not even going to get into all the other things that she has gone through. She, she has lost a parent. She has gone through a lot of other difficult things, but she's just going to talk a little bit more about recent things yeah. um, and how she's experienced the Lord. And his grace in that. So, and just uh, running to the Lord, yeah. because sometimes that's one one of the things that we um, want to make sure that you hear is that when you are experiencing the suffering, and and you'll hear this in her testimony, that for a while, she didn't run to the Lord. Right. She just tried to you know figure it out herself. Um, but when she turned to Him, mm-hmm. uh, she found the joy. And oh. Her name is Joy. She- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So here is Joy Martin yes. um, just sharing a little bit of her story. So when people ask me to share my testimony, um, there's a lot of back and forth that happens. I'm like, okay, God, should I start at the beginning? Should I start now? Should I start with more relevant times? Like, what is it that you really want me to do? Because often at times, um, as Christians, we need to decide okay, our testimony is done. God saved us. He renewed us. That's it. That is not right. Um, You enter the process of sanctification where you're constantly being made holy or more holy, and you're just being made like God. There is no perfect holiness while we're on this earth, because as we all know, we all fall short of the glory of God, and we all sin, and so we never reach perfect holiness while we're on this earth. That's just as simple as it can be um and so I really like go to God and I'm like okay God like where do you want me to start and so I'm jumping into something that's happened more recently something that's happened within the last two to three years I want to say two to three years um so it's kind of like right when I graduated high school um, I was in such a strange season is what I called it back then. But now that I'm able to see God's glory through it, nothing was strange about it. But um, so I was serving at a church that was forever, like an hour away from where I was living. And so I'd drive down there on Sundays and I'd drive back Sunday night and I'd have school early in the morning on Monday. And then I'd work Monday night and it was just like a schedule that was just out of this world it was crazy because i'd be working so much through the week and i'd be doing school and i wasn't really seeking out the lord it was just kind of like where i started to disconnect um most people know that when you separate from god it is not a instant act it's just not like the snap of a finger it is like over time you're doing less of what you were doing to keep yourself with god so I wasn't reading my word as much. I wasn't listening to worship music. I wasn't listening to like podcasts that were about Jesus. I was just honestly living so much of my life in the world, in the flesh, nothing in the spirit. And so um, I would still be at church serving, but it'd be like one foot in church, one foot like as far as it could stretch away from church. And I'd be like, God, I'm still serving you, but I'm also going to go and see what the world has to offer. I'm, I'm going to still serve your kingdom, 
but I'm going to do it halfway because I don't fully want to be invested anymore. And so it's just kind of like me going back and forth. I'm like, oh, God, I love you. Hey, God, I don't. Hey, God, I don't know what you want from me. Leave me alone. And it was just kind of like this tug of war just between me and God because honestly, I, I wanted nothing to do with him. I wanted something different. I wanted something new. And I made it obvious to him that he wasn't who I wanted anymore. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to be selfish. I wanted to seek out other things that could possibly fill the temporary things, the things that give you temporary happiness rather than joy. Um, and so that's what I did. And so ultimately I stopped serving. And I stopped serving and people stopped checking in on me. And I was by myself truly alone and I entered one of the darkest seasons of my life when you draw away from God you just don't know how much he's protecting you from until you're in it and I was in it and Back then, I couldn't say it, but now, thanks be to God, that I finally came back to him. Because I don't know where I'd be right now had I not sought him out. Had I not finally came up to my wit's end. But before we get there, I want to talk about a little bit more of the trials that I was going through. See, a lot of people deal with mental health, mental illness issues. I and one of them, and I had entered such a dark depression when I withdrew from God. I stopped going to class, stopped eating. The only thing I did was got up and went to work, and even on those days, I barely brushed my hair. I would leave work and get in the bed and stay in the bed until I had to go back. It was such a dark place and the dark thoughts that I had in my head that I wasn't worthy of living that I couldn't continue on like this like I don't know I couldn't figure out why I was so sad I was so lonely I didn't have anyone and the friendships that I did have were the ones that you make because you're pressured to have them because we see each other every day, so why not be friends? I started going back to like self-harm, thinking that if I hurt myself, maybe I'd feel something. I had, there's so much that went on in that year, that year and a half between me just not seeing God, and it was hard. I, well, I'm living forever away from my dad. My dad is going through it. He is sick. My sisters are sick. They need me. But I'm so caught up in being so in the world where I couldn't even help them. I didn't even want to talk to them because I didn't want them to see the sin that was all over me. I didn't want the world to know how sinful I was, which is why I showed up to work, smiled for eight hours, and went about my merry way. 
until one night when I finally was over it and I was on my knees. I remember it to this day. I was on my knees and I said, God, help me. Help me, God. I'm tired of living like this, God. Save me. And I was crying. I was weeping and rocking back and forth. And I'm just like, I need a touch from you, God. I need you to meet me where I am. And he did. Because I started praying to him. And I was like, I want to just go to church, God. I just want to meet you. I just want to be in your presence. I just want to see. Like, I just want to meet and see you, God. And so for a few months, I'm praying for church. I just, I'm like, God, I need to get connected. I need to really just get connected and be around other people who are also seeking you. And, and he provided. And you would think, oh my gosh, he provided her with the church. She must have went right away. No. He provided me with the church and I didn't go for months. Because I was still on the back and forth. I was still on, hey God, what's up? I know this is the church you want me to go to because I, I accidentally drove past it the other day. And it accidentally popped up on my Instagram feed. And I know this is the church you want me to go to. But like all these signs you're sending me, uh, I'm not really sure. And then I finally went. And when I say that God met me in my shame. When he met me in my sin, when he met me in my guilt and freed me, I decided in that moment I was never turning back again. And here I am now. And I'm so thankful that he put me through that. That I went through that. Because I really put myself through it from stepping away from him. And I'm thankful that there was light at the end of the tunnel because I didn't want to be alive anymore. I didn't want to be on this earth because I felt like there was nothing good for me here anymore. I had tasted the world and it was bitter. But God saved me. He redeemed the time. And alternate times, I can talk about struggle after struggle that I've gone through, but my struggles aren't to give glory to the struggle, but my struggles are to give glory to God because he kept me even before I went back to him. And he is still with me now. He has always been there for me. And I think about the goodness and how he has saved me time and time again. Every time that I decide that, I'm fed up with him. He needs me again. If you're like me and you've dealt with loneliness, just remember God sets you apart for a reason. In his eyes, you're so precious and you feel as if no one understands you. He sets you apart for a reason. He sets you apart because he wants you to one day be able to meet those who have also been set apart. And testify to them of his goodness. He sets you apart because he knows that there's work for you in the difference.
and fear is so precious in his eyes for him to set you apart. And then I can also talk about how faithful he's been to me. Because pain and suffering and the trials we go through, they're temporary. And once we understand just how temporary they are and just how permanent our God is, our trials are worth it. But God gives us joy, he gives strength and peace. And it reigns forever. It is so permanent. Our pain we feel in the night is temporary, but the joy that we feel that morning, the morning after the trial, the morning after the season, it is so good and glory to be God that he is able to give it to us. I love the saying that the righteous have never been forsaken because when I'm with God, he provides. And it is like mind-blowing. And I just give him glory and I give him a radical praise because he is good and he deserves it all. If I could praise all day, every day, I would. I am just so in awe of how good he's been. And sometimes your trials and your suffering, it may feel like the world is against you. The absolute world. And I was in a sermon once, and the preacher talked about how those are our pressure cooker moments. And God is just putting in the pressure. He's putting in the pressure to promote you. So you may be in a season where everything is rattling up and everything is shaking up. But when you're out of that pressure, and you give God the glory for bringing you through, He's going to use you. He's going to give you an audience to reach, and to talk about it. Because suffering is easy to talk about. It's easy to be like, oh, I'm so sad today. Oh, my car broke down. I've had to fix it four or five times. And But we are easy to forget when God brings us through those things. Yes, my car wasn't working. God provided me with a car. Thanks be to God. Glory be to God. Because he is good. Or those seasons where like you're losing everything. Maybe you're in Job season and you're losing everything. But did God not provide everything to Job? Your pressure cooking seasons are getting you ready for promotion. God is going to promote you to reach a different audience. And that is so good. Those seasons where you don't think there's a light, there's a light. God is the light. His word is a lamp to your feet. Use it to guide your ways. I'm just so thankful for God who is so rich in his mercies because we don't get anything that we deserve. We deserve his wrath and he protects us from it. And he gives us grace. We don't deserve it. We don't. And I'm so thankful to be under him and to be under his protection because he is so good. And being away from him, being of this world, is nothing you want to be a part of. So that was Joy Martin. Thank you, Joy, uh, for sending that in. And just, I mean, listen to her 
talk about her just almost anything joy talks about ever yeah. i'm always just so engaged in what she's saying and um but such a sweet heart and spirit but i mean that story in and of itself just the way that she explains how i mean it's so easy to kind of drift away from the lord right. in different seasons and even as she was talking about like um, she was serving at church but still had a foot out you know and yeah. just kind of and that's on the back end of some other things that she had gone through and then almost like the self-inflicted suffering that she talked about yeah. like because i was running from the lord and then I was experiencing more of these things and the depression she taught about it. Yeah. Not that all depression is self-inflicted, but right. certainly we don't make it better yeah. by running from the Lord, exactly. um, our healer and our right. you know, our sustainer. So anyway, thank you so much, Joy. I hope yeah. that as you guys listen to that, that was encouraging to y'all as it was to us. So I was just thinking as as she was sharing and um, and even as we just prepared for this, for this podcast, um, Isaiah 55 pops in my head, mm. and this is Isaiah 55, starting in verse 6. Here's what Isaiah the prophet says to us. He says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Now, this is a guy writing to Israel in the midst of great trials and sufferings that they're going through. He says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. And here's what he says. Here's God speaking. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. And neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Yeah. Um, and it just makes me think this thought that when we think about suffering, and here's the way people frame this question most of the time, have always framed it to me. And I think this is kind of the classic way to frame the question is people will say things like this. They will say, okay. When I look at suffering and I look at all the things in this world, whether my personal life or just in the world at large, the bad things that happen, if God is both good and powerful, why does suffering exist? Because if he was good, he wouldn't, of course, want suffering to exist. Right. If he was loving, if he was good. And, and so he wouldn't desire that. Or if he is good, but he's also powerful, he could stop it from Exists. Right. He's powerful enough, right? So either he's not really powerful or he's not really good yeah. or he's neither or something. Right. Like something doesn't equate for right. people as they think that way. Now, that is a good question, but here's the problem with it. The problem with it is Isaiah 55, as he says, uh, for my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. As as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than... So here's, here's what I want to get to in that. That there's a third category for God. Yeah. He's not just good and he's not just powerful. He's both of those, but he's also something else. He's all knowing. Right. He has a wisdom and a knowledge that we do not have. And so if we stop short of that, we're going to miss a, a huge part of God's Absolutely. character and his nature and his will and his purposes. Yeah. Right. Because we're going, okay, he's just good and powerful. So he should stop suffering. But if he's all knowing, then maybe we have to admit. Maybe God has a purpose and a will and a knowledge about this whole situation that yeah. I don't have. Is right. it possible that God knows something I don't know? Here? Yes, because if you and I had been standing at the foot of the cross, yep. looking up at the most perfect, the most innocent person suffering, yeah. the, the, he only did yeah. good. Right. And yet he's nailed to a cross and suffering. We would have said, God must be mean this is and bad horrible yeah yes we we could have made some assumptions about god right. but on the backside, knowing that was mm -hmm. the greatest act of love and mm -hmm. sacrifice yeah 
that he could have ever done. And so we don't have the whole picture. Like Absolutely. we don't know. Right. Um, a, a million, a million things can happen from one instance yeah. that we just don't know. And yeah. so that we cannot even fathom. Yeah, what God is doing, both both kind of like in the world and in our life, but also behind the scenes of things that that we don't even see. Right. And the way that, you know, a certain act of suffering in the world or a certain difficult thing in my life or in your life or in the world at large, also there are implications of a million good things exactly. that could come out of this one thing. Yes. And it's not, and, and it's so hard for us, I think too, because like, does the end justify the means in that regard, right? Like, okay, does the end of whatever the good is that we could think of justify the terrible thing that happened? Right. But again, we're not God, and and we're not the ones who have to make these decisions. Right. Right? Of who lives or who dies. Yeah. Who gets sick or who doesn't. Right. Uh, what uh, nation, you know... Conquers the conquers other. Conquers the other. Yeah. Uh, yeah like, right. What, anyway. Yeah. Uh, we... It's easy for us to kind of sit in the back seat of all this and go, "Oh, I would have done that different. I would right. have made a different decision." It's just like <laughs> right. watching, uh, you know, I love baseball. It's like watching a baseball game and you're second guessing everything the coach does. Right. But you don't know all the ins and outs. Yeah, and what's the other thing is, there. we can't take a one situation mm-hmm. and like an Instagram post, like yep. make that a snapshot for right. God's character. Yep. Right. We cannot do that. This is why I love in the Book of Psalms, and Kurt and I go on and on about Psalms because we love the Psalms. <laughs> we do. I'm but um, there, there are these psalms called the Songs of Ascent, and it's uh, Psalm 120 to 134. And these are the psalms that the Jewish people would sing as they were, <clears throat> excuse me, as they were ascending the hill, going up to Jerusalem. And they're literally telling one another their story, right? It's a story of suffering and of pain and of where are you, oh God. And then, and then it's also the story of, oh my gosh, he showed up. He was yeah. faithful. He took care of us. He is our refuge. He is our yeah. strength. And so when you look at the people of God, this is why we say seek first, the kingdom of God. You've got to see the big picture. Yeah. You've got to see that God does intervene and that and that um, suffering coming into our life is is not alien. Mm-hmm. Like it, it will happen. Jesus yeah. said in this world, you will not you may, you will have <laughs> right. troubles, but take heart because I've overcome the world. And so he gives us that hope because he knows we live in a fallen world. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and having that heart and mindset like joy was talking about yes seeing that through what i've gone through now i have a a a platform to talk more about god's glory so good and a way to share with people that i couldn't before right i couldn't describe to people his goodness the same way that i can now yeah because i've been through this and i love that you said the snapshot thing because man in our human nature in our kind of selfish self-centeredness right if I go through something difficult because I'm self-centered naturally, that's yeah. human nature. I'm gonna look at my my thing, my suffering, and go, okay, that's my snapshot, and I and I kind of blow that snapshot up to become the whole of my existence in my life in that season because it, it it hurts, right? And it's hard, yeah, to go through that. But the problem with that is it it so easily causes us to forget about. The day in and day out, good grace of God that we might not even recognize. Right. Okay. So like thinking, okay, I go through something hard and then I blow that up and like, man, God is, why is God so mean? Or God is bad because this happened or where is God right now? Right. But do, when I get home safely from work and so does my wife. Right. And my kids get home safe from school or whatever. At the end of the day, if my loved ones and friends and we're all good and we're healthy and we love one another and we have this... 
do I then give God all the credit he deserves? Or do I only give him the blame that right. he doesn't really deserve when something goes wrong? Yeah. I, I just, that's the way I want us to frame it maybe today is just to look at it like that and go, man, it's easy for us to ask, where is God when the thing goes bad and blame him? But yeah. do we give him all the credit for all the good yeah. millions of times a day that he keeps our hearts beating and keeps things going in this universe? Yeah. Look, I love Job says exactly what you're saying. <laughs> and Kurt said he wasn't going to say this one because uh, anyway, I'll read it to you and you'll see why Kurt's not going to say it. <laughs> So, oh, Job, bless his heart. Like he went through it. Yeah. And his wife comes to him, his super encouraging wife, and says, Are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. Like, wowzers. And so Job says, You're talking like a foolish woman. Stephanie said it. No. I said it. I said it. That's what Job said to his <laughs> wife. But listen to what he says Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? Yeah. And then. It says in all this, Job did not sin in what he said. And I just think, this is Job. And if we think we've got it rough, good gravy, go read the book of Job. Just read the first two chapters anyway and and go, wow, okay. When it first happened, and we talked about this last week, when when he got news of all of this calamity that had just befallen his family, um, he falls on the ground, and the Bible says he worshiped. He worshiped. It's like, oh, my word. And shall we accept? And that's exactly, yeah. That's, so what that's you're where I get yes. that is Job going, shall I accept all the good yeah. every day and probably not even give God the thanks he deserves exactly. and the credit he deserves when every day the sun rises and sets just as it did the day before? Right. And life is going well. Yes. But then the one bad day comes and then all of a sudden God is in the front of my view and then I go, where are you, God? Why yeah. are you mean, God? Why are you bad? Right. And man, it's an indictment against the creator and sustainer of the universe and our lives and all the goodness that he gives us every day. Yes. And Joy Joy just kept talking about thankfulness and God's faithfulness and realizing that. And and science even proves that gratitude battles depression like almost nothing else. Yep. That if we wake up and we think of every day three new things Mm -hmm. that we have to be grateful for, then that goes to battle against depression and and suffering and loss and pain and all of that yeah. so yeah just and that's so good trusting this, him. um i think it's actually a good place to stop for yeah. today um and just thankfulness i love that thought yeah. so maybe let's just leave it on this today that are you are you actually living in thankfulness yeah. um for what the lord has done in your life right. or the good things um there uh, back to the psalms there's so many psalms that are just thanksgiving psalms yes and god's always calling his people back to remembrance when they're going through difficult things he calls them back to the exodus don't yeah. don't y'all remember right what i did yes. for you um and then communion is that too it's it's remembering oh, the goodness of god in the death of jesus yeah. and the 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 sacrifice that he made look honestly at the end of the day if god gives me nothing else the rest of my life he gave me Jesus. Amen. He gave me salvation in Christ Jesus by his blood. And that is everything. everything. But he, he gives us so much more. And so we. what are you thankful for today? I just want to maybe leave it with that as you're listening. Yeah. Just ruminate on that today. Think about it and write it down. Yes. Write down things you're thankful for today and pray to him and thank him. Now, you may be going through a really difficult time, too. And so maybe let's just end it with um, we love you. God loves you. Mm-hmm. You are loved and you're seen. And if you need somebody to reach out to, please reach out to us. If you just need somebody to talk to, we'd love to just chat with you and encourage you, pray for you. If you got prayer requests, let us know that as well. Um, How about this? Let's just end with a prayer today. Yeah. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. And we'll be done. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you that 
we know that you're a good God. And even when we don't see all the things that you're doing behind the scenes, God, that uh, you still are at work, you still sustain us, you still hold the universe together by your right hand, your, your power and your justice and your love and your grace. God, we even want to just thank you for the hard seasons that you refine us in those seasons. You shape us, you mold us, you you train us, you make us more humble and more faithful if we would allow you and trust you through that time to sanctify us and to change us to be more like Jesus. So we pray that you would be with us in our in our suffering, God, and 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 help us to remember that you are good. Lord, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening. Yeah. And as always, seek, seek first the, the kingdom, kingdom of God. God. Thank you for listening to the Seek First podcast. We hope and pray that you have been encouraged and empowered to seek first the kingdom and righteousness of God in every area of your life. If you are a teen or young adult and have a question or topic that you would like Stephanie and Kurt to discuss on Seek First, simply email kurt at eastridge.church. Until next time, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness.